Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? We are back with another How About Them Celtics video. Library Jack is here at TD Garden after the Celtics took down the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, in their first in-season tournament game of the season, uh, Celtics earned a 121-107 win. Uh, I'll put the box score on the screen now while we talk. Um, <clears throat> moved to 6-2 and two on the season. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum led the way in scoring. Uh, and the bench unit finally did something. So uh, those are <laughs> sort of the main points we'll go through. But uh, yeah, Sam, just initial takeaways from the win. Yeah, well, the best part about this show has been before we started, you weren't Library Jack. And then we started, you became Library Jack. You got it. You got afraid to I was talk. Library Jack before. No, I was. I wasn't talking normally before this. I don't know. It's an act. Doing. He's doing what? it for the for the show. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, takeaways from this game: court bad, court bad. Uh, jersey's not bad. Didn't mind the jersey. I didn't get to see it on they TV. Looked fine. What was the court bad on TV? Like particularly? Just it just yeah, it just doesn't look good. Okay. Looks stupid. Um. Actual takeaways. The bench only plays good once in a while, and when they play good, everybody plays good. They they kind of don't spread it out. I thought all those guys had a pretty solid contribution today. Hauser made, what, five threes? Pritchard breaks his slump yeah. of three or four scoreless games with a 13-point game where he not only was efficient from the field, but he was hustling and making the extra effort everywhere else, which he's consistently been doing. It just looks way better when he's actually putting the ball in the basket. And then Cornette, how about him? Super cool alley-oop. Made a couple plays. Solid game from Cornette. Uh, you got a good Jalen game, mostly in the beginning of the game, and then he kind of just rode the coattails of a Tatum heater in, what, the second quarter? And then so Tatum made, like, four threes in a row, and then Jalen got back in, and he also made a couple threes in a row. But I think that's really all he had yeah. to do. Overall, solid game from Jalen. I, I thought it was good, especially after he struggled all week. I was happy to see him come out determined. Didn't feel like he settled too, too much. There were a couple questionable looks there. And I think the questionable looks have gone throughout the team. A lot of, lot of threes that are just... It, it's not the number of threes. It's just like, it seems like everybody has the neon green light. And not everybody should have the neon green light. It didn't hurt them today. They they obviously beat the Nets pretty good, but I I think it's going to be something they're going to have to dial back a little bit. I think it depends on the day. Um, I will say it was kind of weird that today was the day they took a bunch of threes, um, especially with the size advantage they had. Correct. Uh, but Kristaps didn't really have it. Like He was fine. Um, 
didn't play a lot. It, it felt like the Nets kind of played him off the floor defensively a little bit because the Celtics like to play Chris Thompson drop and they did at the start of the game. But then Lonnie Walker got some open threes and Cam Johnson got some open threes. And um, <clears throat> one other guy, I forget, uh, hit a three at the start of the game. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie had three threes in the first quarter. So like Kristaps couldn't drop back because the Nets were getting hot from three and getting open there. And then even when he was, you know, they they pulled him out of the drop. They had him come up to the level and, and defend on the perimeter. He's just not quick enough to consistently do that with, you know, five, six, eight guys who are all faster than he is. So it just wasn't his night. Uh, Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser both ended up playing. Uh, or excuse me, I mean, Sam Hauser played three seconds less than Porzingis and Pritchard played more than Porzingis. But um, <clears throat> you get the point. Those guys got some run over him. In this one, Derek White also just didn't really have it tonight. Struggled in the first quarter. Found his shot a little bit in the third, I think it was. But uh, it just wasn't a great game for him. But <clears throat> Pritchard and Hauser, they had it. I mean, Hauser was nailing everything. Ten threes might be a bit rich for your blood. But, like, he, he made five of them. So can you really complain? Like, he was on. Ultimate and, and, green it's, light guy. Just <laughs> I mean, fired up. That's his only job. That's it his is. only job. So, yeah, he's got the green light. That's all he does. That's like saying, uh, you know, Chris Paul is the green light to throw an assist. Sam Hauser is the green light to shoot a three because that's what he does. That's what he's paid to do. Um, but he played good. Like you said, Jalen Brown got off to a hot start, and he, and he sort of, I guess, trickled off towards the end of the game. But he had 10 of 19, 5 of 9 from the field, 5 assists for him, which is good as well. <clears throat> Tatum, not really a hot shooting night for him. Um, he had a couple stretches where he got really hot, but overall, 6 of 17, 4 of 11. Uh, but he grabbed 10 rebounds, which he's good for at this point. Drew Holiday also crashed the glass 12, 3 offensive rebounds, 12 rebounds in the night, 9 assists, 13 points. Uh, pretty efficient scoring, just not from three. And then Pritchard's offensive rebounding two four, and Cornette got six offensive boards. They Celtics grabbed seventeen offensive rebounds in this game, and uh, Respect. it was a huge difference. It was a huge difference for them. I'm not sure how many second chance points they got. I'm going to look now, but they were up like, to twenty three at one point. <clears throat> okay, it was like twenty three to two. They put the graphic on the screen. <clears throat> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, second chance points for the Celtics in this one. Um, 29 10 of 17 on second chance shots and the Nets scored five second chance points and they were 0 of 6 so that means they just made five free throws off of second chance points so that's the difference in this game right there um the shots they took 52 threes which is a lot and they made 36 and a half percent of them which is fine but the reason they were able to take that many threes is because they were crashing the glass and they were doing other things to prevent you know transition opportunities like against the Sixers they missed a three and Tyrese Maxey was gone in this game. You know, you had, <clears throat> excuse me, O'Shea Brissett crossed the, crossed the glass. You had Luke Cornett down there grabbing offensive rebounds. Drew Holiday and Pritchard were there. Hauser grabbed one. Like they were looking at where the ball was bouncing off the rim. And since they, there was no, you know, Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid in the paint for the opponent, there was no big center. Like they were able to <clears throat> utilize that to their advantage, uh, which was good to see. Um, yeah, I was, I thought Pritchard, Hauser, and Cornett was, really really good tonight i think Cornette's gonna get the least love of the three because he uh he he didn't score as much but he was in his spots he looked good um bobby karitzi who's within listening distance and me turned over he said he thinks this is Cornette's best game of the season and i said no it was probably you know the game he had 11 and 7 which was also against the nets so the conclusion yeah. we came to is the other team doesn't have a center but Cornette probably Cornette well. good against short players uh, so. It's good though. It's good for uh, going forward, game planning against teams that might run with uh, smaller lineups. You just throw Cornette out there and he's going to (laughs) dominate, right? Um, Yeah. Back to the Hauser threes. Hauser took 10 threes. 
he's probably not taking 10 threes if the game isn't a 20 point game in the fourth quarter. He got a lot of possessions where he was one of the top offensive targets. So, I mean, glad he took advantage of it. I'm glad all these guys found something today. And Hauser, as a whole, on the season, I think is kind of back up to where he should be shooting the ball. He's had some hot stretches over the last few games. He should be shooting an efficient clip, and I believe he is. He, I can tell you, he is shooting Pull it up. 42.6% from three. Yep. Good job. 5.9 attempts a game. 5.9 attempts. That's exactly where he should be at. Him him being a reliable option from three is going to be big for this team all season. You saw how detrimental it can be to the team when the role players can't make threes. Last game mm-hmm. against Philly, when it was just Joel Embiid does whatever he wants on defense, blocks four mm-hmm. shots, has them afraid to go up inside. And then another thing you mentioned was the Tatum, six of 17. Tatum, seen a lot of guys every time he touches the ball. Every time he even thought about going to the paint, three nets were there waiting for him. He finished with what? Three assists as I just lean all the way into the Mm -hmm. camera. Probably got sold off a few assists with uh, some misses, but they're just making it really hard on Tatum. Tatum is seeing all of the attention from defenses. Going forward, what I think we should really see from the Celtics is them trying to exploit the fact that they have five quality players on the floor at almost all times where you need to punish teams for tripling Tatum. And they've done an okay job. Obviously you see all these other guys getting in on the action today. And one thing I thought the Celtics did a great job at, I think it was in the second quarter there. There was a few possessions in a row defensively where they got caught out and they recovered. Great. They were in rotation for a good chunk of the possession and Brooklyn wasn't able to settle on a good look. Very impressed with some some things we saw from the Celtics defense. Brooklyn still ended up with 100-plus points, but they did a pretty solid job at not letting it easy happen. <laughs> well, it was just threes. 100-plus points isn't, shouldn't really be the bar. Like everyone's, no, no one's not putting up 100 points in the NBA nowadays. Yeah, but like if you're like, wow, really impressive <laughs> defensive performance, it's like, I don't know. I think anything under 110. I mean, what do they have? Do they have? No, I don't think it's in the 90s. I think under 110 is a pretty impressive defensive performance in general. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV. regardless that's not the point of what we're saying i i agree with you i know what you're saying like it did feel like the defense slipped up at times and the celtics still still managed to win by what they did and um i think a big part of that like they scored 107 points yeah the nets were making some really tough shots like like they they were making mid-range contested shots in in that first and second quarter there they were getting into the lane and lonnie walker was making shots over chris stops and 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 they were just like floating it over him and acting like it didn't matter and they shot well, from three tonight, 40.5%. When the Nets got an open three, they made the open three. It was up to the Celtics to contest it so they would miss. Like, this, the Nets weren't giving up the opportunities. Like, if the Nets had just a little bit more shot creation in this game, it would have been a much better game um, because there were times when the Celtics slipped, and this is where you see them actually missing Cam Thomas, as funny as that sounds. Like, he has been the guy who's created offense for them. Um, and without him, it just felt like a lot of guys dribbling around with their, you know, like chickens with their heads cut off. Like 
there's there's no reason that Mikhail Bridges should take the same amount of shots as Trendon Watford, right? Like, like that's just Trent poor Watford, offensive execution today. <clears throat> no. I told you this summer. I said Trent Watford could play. We talked about it plenty of times. I just was impressed when he was mm-hmm. kind of coming out early and making an impact. Good. He was real good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought the Celtics played well. There was a the offensive rebounding is the thing for me. Um, and there was one position. No shaper said only played seven minutes in this game, but like you can see, he has a very clear job when he's on the court. It is cut to the basket and get rebounds. That is what he's paid to do. And there was one possession in. <clears throat> I'm going to bring out the notebook quick. Um, I think it was in the first quarter, maybe the second, but it was in the first half. And uh, where is it here? Yeah. <clears throat> so Kristaps has the ball on the post. O'Shea is in the quarter. He gets it to O'Shea. O'Shea, like, pump fakes. No, one, Everyone knows he's not taking the three, right? Let's be real. He's not taking the three. And so he gets it back to Kristaps, runs to the hoop, gets by his man, gets the ball, goes up, draws the defender in the paint, kicks it to the corner for Hauser. Hauser misses the three. O'Shea gets the rebound, and then it ends in, like, free throws for Jalen Brown. Like, O'Shea Percet's not going to hit threes. And at the start of the, the season and, and, you know, heading into the year, we're like, eh, how many minutes is he going to get? Because Joe Mazzullo likes to shoot threes and spacing the floor. Is so, you know, important in this lineup because now you finally have five starters who can all shoot. But I think it's almost like backwards now where you have everybody who can shoot. So you need guys who do the other things, even if they can't shoot, like you need guys to get in there and get the rebounds. Like Chris Stapps isn't the best rebounder. So you need guys to crash the offensive glass. And as much as you want to prevent transition points, Brissett is going to cut to the rim, cut hard, and then he can make plays from there, which is a very valuable skill. So um, <clears throat> limited minutes for Brissett, but that was something I noticed. And then it, it translated throughout the entire uh, lineup with Pritchard's offensive rebounding, with Drew Holiday's, with Cornette's, uh, with the whole team crashing the offensive glass. And so I, I think that's a really important part of the Celtics offense this, or excuse me, uh, yeah, offense this year, getting those second chance points. And uh, I'm, I'm looking it up now, and maybe I'm just wildly wrong, but yeah, they're top 10 in the league in offensive rebounds at 12 a game. I, I don't know where they were last year, but that feels pretty good considering they don't have any you know centers who are very good at offensive rebounding. Uh, yeah, they were 20th last year. They're they're getting, you know, two and a half more offensive rebounds a game this year. So it's nice to see that that's an, an emphasis, especially with how many threes they take, because you can get mad at how many threes they take, but if they're getting offensive rebounds and like you, you can, you know, it's a balance. Yeah, sure. I mean, the amount of threes that are being taken. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, no, like they, they take so many threes and they just – have changed the way the game looks when you watch it. Does that make sense? Like, it doesn't seem, even from last year, it doesn't seem like the game is being played the same way. It feels like more and more teams are trying to get into a shootout with the Celtics. And Mm. as great as the Celtics have been at making threes, the two games where they really struggled ended up in losses. I mean, the Celtics played excellent defense against Minnesota. They were in, what, the 90s in regulation? Something, you know, that I was like, oh, that's a pretty good defensive game. Philly only scored 106, and they were blowing the Celtics out. There, There is a window for inconsistency with this. And I'm not saying it's broken. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I think it needs some fine-tuning is all. So It does. It, it does. My thing is, I'm fine with the number of threes they take. I'm fine with it. I, I like it's how they play offense. Everyone can shoot. I think what's important is 
when you're in a close game and the shot hasn't been falling, I don't think you should continue to take like like if you're at 43s versus 43 threes at the end of the night. I don't think the fact that you hit 43s matters. I think that what matters is like take that Timberwolves game for example or the Philly game even. I think what matters is those last three threes instead of taking threes, get into the post, get into other spots or, or move the ball to the point where you can get a better shot than a three that hasn't been falling. Now, that goes out the window. If you have an open three, I still think you should take it. I'm going to stay like I stand by it. It doesn't matter. Um, but in these close games, I think the Celtics do need to do a better job of not just saying, okay, you know, offense is offense. We shoot threes. That is our offense. But if you're, you know, down by four and there's a minute left in the game, get to Tatum in the post, you know, run a pick and roll and find somebody cutting on the wing so you can get into the, you know, draw free throws. Like, I don't think the number of threes is the problem, but rather, like you said, like they took those threes and they didn't shoot well and they were still in it. I think in the crunch time in the games where you don't shoot well from three, I think you should stray away from the threes and try to do other things that you do well instead. But I I don't, I don't have a problem with the number of threes or the offense they're playing this year, because I, I do think for the most part, they're getting threes in the right way. I think if you do that and you mix things up at the wrong time, you're leaving the door open for just confusion, stagnant offense, kind of like what we saw at the end of games last season where it was like, feels like they're changing it up, trying to milk the clock, blah, 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 and then the leads evaporate. Not saying that what you're saying is wrong. I just think they should do it more of the long-form way where it's okay to mix in other things you're good at throughout the entire game. It doesn't just have to be in the last two minutes. It has been. I think they have been. I mean, we've spent the early part of the season talking about how they're getting into the post more, which they have been. How Tatum's driving. They got away more, from it this week. Been, it like, feels, <clears throat> including. Today. I think that's just because they lost. I think it's just because they lost. I mean, t- today, yeah, they took a lot of threes, but I think they were doing it still against the other teams. It's just the threes weren't falling, you know, in general. So, like, I, I still think they got into the post, and I, I still think they did it. But I also think how the Timberwolves and the Sixers defended the Celtics prevented them from getting into the post as much like Jaden McDaniels was on Jason Tatum. And so when Tatum did get into the post, it didn't work as well because Jaden McDaniels is a good defender, right? When they got into the post against Philly, like Embiid was lurking, so they couldn't get those shots and they couldn't work out of there as easy. So it sort of forced them to take more threes, which they're comfortable with. But when the threes aren't falling, it's not going to work. So I, I, I don't look at it as much of them getting away from the offense that worked. I mean, <clears throat> I guess the Nets game is the the best example of that. Um, but like, even like you said, like the Nets were showing three when Tatum was driving to the hoop. So I, I think it's yeah. less of they're taking too many threes and more of, or, or less of they're not doing the right things in, in terms of switching up the offense and more of teams are forcing them um, to not do, you know, the things that worked in the first five games of the season. And, and then, I mean, to your point from there, it's how can we find other ways around <clears throat> what other teams are throwing at us? So the result in, and our solution to the problem is just chucking a bunch of threes. Um and I think you saw it a little bit tonight in how they solved those things. And it's, if we're not going to get into the post easily, get Kristaps right there and we'll, you know, work from him. And he got into the post, used his mismatch, and then kicked out to somebody else for a three. And while it did end at three, it was utilizing your other form of offense to get the three rather than just taking it for the sake of it because you're not getting to other spots. And I mean, as much as it was like, you know, just a super cool alley-oop, like look at Luke Cornett. He was setting a screen and they were so worried about Sam Hauser coming off the screen that he was able to slip to the basket and catch a really cool alley-oop. Like that's another thing. I think the Celtics need more off-ball movement, but I think it's less of too many threes and more of other teams forcing them to take them in bunches when they're stopping them from getting to other spots, which I mean, to your point, like you have to find ways around that, but 
Um, I, 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 I mean, I've never had a problem with the threes, but and I stand by. <laughs> I don't know. They just seem lazy at times. We're going to have to do a video where we kind of look through different attempts and be like, this one's good, this one's bad. I'm because done. I think yeah, there is that, that. that kind of niche to it because both sides are right. Yeah, maybe after the first, I would say 10 games, but it might be hard next week. Maybe after the first 15 games when you get back from your trip. We'll see. We'll, do we'll see breakdown. what we're doing. Anyways, any final thoughts or did we cover yeah, it all? Brad, none anything? too pleased with uh, Mike and Scal not asking him about the Raise the Age <laughs> shirt he had on. He joined them for the oh, broadcast really? in the second quarter. And, like he hung out with them the whole time, and then like they didn't ask him about it. It they were like, "Thanks for joining us, Brad," and he like gave him some kind of snipe. It's like <laughs> you didn't ask me the thing you were supposed to talk to me about. That's awesome. That's Scal got funny. into the. It only takes one tonight. He loved that when Tatum made like four straight. Mm, of course. Big scout game. <laughs> I didn't get to enjoy it. So unfortunately. Lucky you. But... <laughs> we miss anything? I think we got it all. Drew Holiday near no, triple we double. It. We talked about the Jays hot scoring. The bench did well. <clears throat> Svima Kailu got some early run again, which was weird. He didn't really do much with it, but he didn't really get the chance to. But I think. Sure. Uh, anyways. Well, I'm just, he's getting Don't more care. opportunities with the starters. What? What do you want me to say on that? There's, who cares? <laughs> I was just pointing it We're out. 20 minutes in, I can't hear you whisper anymore. I'm going to go <laughs> put my head in the microwave. All right. Take us out. It's fine. Hey, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit like. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any more of our daily uploads or live streams or whatever it may be. Full-length pods are on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. You can follow us there. Leave a five-star rating. Say something nice. You can find us on social media at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow Jack on Twitter at JacksmoneyB. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.